morning's notice. <laughs> Any questions tonight? Yes, compassion is definitely a quality of a devotee. Sí, la compasión es una cualidad de un devoto. And I would say that there is a shadow of compassion and there and there is the actual substance of compassion as well. Existe lo que es la sombra de la compasión y la una compasión más substantiva. And the devotee is most con- most concerned with the substance behind the shadow of compassion. El devoto se enfoca más en la sustancia que se encuentra detrás de esa sombra de compasión. My grandmother used to give an example that if you find you come up uh, to the bank of a river and you find a person drowning. And you jump in to save them, and you end up coming back with their shirt, and the person's left in there, then you haven't really saved them. Mi Guru Maharaj daba el ejemplo de alguien que se clava para salvar, rescatar a alguien que está ahogándose en un río, y si esta persona que lo va a rescatar vuelve con la camisa de la persona, de que la persona. I mean, you might grab the shirt to try to pull him, and in the course of pulling him, pull the shirt off and come back with only the shirt. So, similarly, to save or tender to the conditions of the body that warrant some concern at the cost of tendering to the plight of the the soul itself and its material sojourn is like saving the, the shirt. Uh, tendering to the shirt and not to the to the person. Mm-hmm. 
de la misma forma hacer esfuerzos para el bienestar del cuerpo de uno psicofísico en vez que del bienestar del, del alma misma es como salvar la camisa de alguien. So the question is what is the what is the person and what is the problem? La pregunta es qué es por qué what is the person? What is the person and what is the what are they suffering from? ¿Cuál es la persona y cuál es el problema? And so again we have a biological and psychological complex that um, consciousness is presently animating. Tenemos un complejo psicobiológico que la conciencia anima. But consciousness is absorbed in that which it's animating and that at the cost of understanding itself and its own plight. Pero la conciencia acaba absorbiéndose en las mismas sustancias que anima y, y se confunde, confunde la, la, la condición de este cuerpo con la suya. So, therefore, the problems of the body and the mind, like infirmity, uh, uh, hunger, um, uh, and so forth, are symptoms of a larger problem. Entonces los problemas del cuerpo, enfermedades, hambre, son sintomáticos de un problema grande. For example, hunger will never be the problem of hunger will never be solved by feeding people. Por ejemplo, nunca se va a solucionar el problema del hambre dándole de comer a la gente. Because in a few hours they will be hungry again. Porque al cabo de unas horas el hambre vuelve a aparecer. Mm-hmm. So, hunger is a problem of the biological self, and um, it's a problem of the of consciousness only as much as consciousness identifies with that um, body-mind complex. Entonces, el hambre es un problema de este ser biológico y es un problema del ser en cuanto él se identifique en este cuerpo que anima. So it's a good thing to be compassionate for people in terms of all of their problems. Entonces es una cosa buena tener compasión hacia la gente en términos de los problemas que tienen. But uh, some people will want to go deeper and address the, 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 uh, the underlying cause of suffering. Sin embargo, hay otra gente que quiere ir más eh, en profundidad y en, en dirigirse a la causa de esos problemas. For example, if uh, we're sitting together and someone comes in and says, there's some hungry people in the village, and so we're going to take a hat, sombrero, and pass it around and ask everybody to put some colonies in the hat to feed the hungry people. Por ejemplo, si estamos aquí sentados y alguien dice que hay gente hambrienta en la aldea tal y vamos a colectar dinero en un sombrero. So everybody shows some compassion and puts some colones in the sombrero. Pero cuando... It's my turn. Me toca a mí. Or his turn. He says, no, I'm not giving. 
Entonces, es, cada uno pasa el sombrero, pero cuando me toca a mí, por ejemplo, yo diría, no, yo no voy a dar dinero. But then he explains, I'm not going to give because the problem will not be solved by giving a meal, the problem will be solved by changing the political system. There's an imbalance in the distribution of wealth and it needs to be addressed with a political revolution. Hay un desequilibrio en la distribución de la riqueza y hay que eh, solucionarlo con una revolución del sistema. So I'm going to give all of my money to that. Entonces yo quiero dar todo mi dinero a eso. So everyone goes, oh, and he passes the hat, so everybody putting money in there. Entonces todo el mundo se anima y pasa el sombrero otra vez para dar el dinero para esa causa. Then it comes to me and I say, no, I'm not going to give. Luego cuando me toca a mí, digo, eh, no, yo no voy a dar dinero. Oh, bad, bad. <laughs> but I say that I'm not going to give the money because the the problem is is greater than it cannot be, can be cannot be solved comprehensively by changing the political system. Because everyone is is a unit of consciousness, not a body. Hmm? They've misidentified with the body. That they're suffering from hunger, etc. And I want to give all my money and attention and time to educating them uh, as to the fact that what they are is not the body. Uh, ampliar la educación de este hecho de que no somos el cuerpo. If everybody understood this, there'd be abundance of food available. Si todo el mundo entendiera eso, no habría carencia de, 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 de comida en todo el mundo. Because no one would think that the purpose of the, no one, no one would would live to eat. Everyone would eat to live and to live in pursuit of a transcendent ideal. Porque todo el mundo en vez de vivir con el solo fin de, de comer, comería para vivir y perseguir un ideal uh, trascendente. So the devotee is concerned with, with solving the, all the symptoms that, that, that he sees uh, are problems of one disease. Entonces el devoto se eh, concentra en solucionar los síntomas, los problemas que son síntomas de una sola enfermedad. Por ejemplo, en Bhagavad Gita, Krishna dijo, dice, que la, ahí dice, womb, womb, vientre, vientre, vientre de dolor, suffering, is attachment. Apego. Krishna dice en Bhagavad Gita que el, 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 que el sufrimiento nace del vientre del apego. So, suffering is, is born from the womb of attachment. Right. So, we can understand this very simply because as soon as we want something, that's the beginning of our attachment to it, 
And as soon as we want, we start to suffer. And we have to be busy trying to get it, and there's competition, and this is the teaching of the Buddha also. Buddha means wise. Buddha's position is that that the world is about suffering. They said the Buddha was born as a prince. His father, being the king, wanted to protect him from the suffering of the world. And a realistic picture of the world. Because it was said in his astrological chart that either he would be a great prince or a great ascetic, renunciate. These are opposites. Right? The king is Epicurean enjoyer and the renunciate is uh, foregoing enjoyment and pursuing detachment. So he kept the Buddha, the father kept the prince Buddha inside the palace compound so that he would, where everything was pretty nice. Entonces mantuvo al príncipe creciendo al interno del palacio donde todo estaba lindo. But one day he he had the, the chariot driver. The gate was open by mistake, and he said, "Go through the gate." Pero un día, What's out there? El príncipe, como estaba el portón del palacio abierto, le dijo a su conductor del carro que saliera para lo que viene. So they rode outside the palace compound. And along the road he heard a, a baby crying. He heard this. And then crying. He told him to stop. He said, what is that? So a baby had just been born. So the chariot driver said, well, that's birth. And Buddha said, it doesn't look too pleasant. <laughs> why, why, why is that happening? And then the driver said, everybody has to experience birth. So then they drove a little further and he saw a, a leper. So he said, wait, stop, what's that? And, the doc, and he said, that's, uh, that's disease. 
He says, how many people have that? And then the driver said, everybody has to experience some disease. It's universal. He walked further, he saw a person suffering from old age and having a very difficult time getting around. So... And the driver said that, oh, that's old age, everybody has to experience that. And a little further, he came across the funeral. Everybody crying. He said, what is that? He said, there's death, and death is for everyone. So one time, he saw birth, death, disease, and old age. And he said, if this is pervasive in the world, then I will give up the world. So the Buddha's position was that the world is about suffering. These are four forms of it that are universal. And he reasoned that the cause of the suffering that perpetuated birth and death and everything that comes in between, old age and disease and so forth, that the cause of this was the of was desire. Desire for things and attachment, subsequent attachment, is the cause of suffering. And so again, he became a renunciate. Same thing is said in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, birth, death, these and old age, one who knows these things, to be all-pervasive is in this world and an example of the all-pervading nature of suffering is a person in knowledge. So the cause of birth, death, disease, and old age, etc., is attachment, and attachment is ignorance. Because we try to become happy and whole by attaching ourselves to things that by our very experience will not endure. Things in general are here today and gone tomorrow, we say in English. That includes things as big as the earth <laughs> and the moon <laughs> and the sun. Mm. 
and the the uh, the the entity that can think about that is one that is enduring as opposed to the non-enduring nature of all material manifestations. So, there are the symptoms of the disease and then there are the disease itself. We can treat the symptoms and that sometimes may be good, but if it's at the cost of treating the disease, then we've only saved the dress of the drowning man. So the devotee tries to be involved in a comprehensive solution to the problems of life by uh, sharing the wisdom of the great spiritual traditions. Entonces los devotos prefieren involucrarse como una manera de solucionar este problema eh, compartiendo el conocimiento, este tipo de, de sabiduría. The moral problem of how to behave in the world is also addressed by compassion. El problema de cómo comportarse en el mundo, el problema moral, también tiene que ver con la compasión. For example, in the Bible it is said you should love your neighbor as yourself. Por ejemplo, la Biblia dice que hay que amar al propio vecino como a sí mismo. And Bhagavad Gita says that the perfect yogi sees the suffering of others as if it is his own. Y Bhagavad Gita dice que el yogi perfecto ve el sufrimiento de lo ajeno como el suyo. Now, how can you see your neighbor as yourself? He or she's probably pretty different in a lot of ways. <laughs> we could say, well, we're both human. But there's a lot of difference between different human beings, right? So, we have to go deeper if we actually want to see our neighbor as ourself, love our neighbor as ourself. If we want to see the su- experience the suffering of others as if it is our own, then we have to go deeper. Um, it means that Going to the ground of, of being, we can find our commonality, not only with other humans, but with all species as well. When I understand that I'm a unit of consciousness and all other sentient beings are units of consciousness, then I'm identifying with the, with them 
on kind of the, the ground of being that this illusory self is arising out of. Mm-hmm. So, this is the kind of uh, approach to compassion that the devotee embraces. If you love your family, let's say let's say you love you love a, you're a, you're a girl and you love a, a boy. Happens. Now, if I'm a young lady and I love a young man, then I think that that young man is special and I love him. But that would imply that if I look elsewhere, I would not love another boy. If I love my family, then I don't love other families to the same extent. I might even dislike other families. So, love, as we're talking about in the very provincial sense, is like one side of a coin. On one side looks like love, you flip it the other way, it looks like hate. I might love America, and some Americans might hate Mexico. Or I might love Christianity and hate Islam. Um, so if I say to my family, I love you, but my love extends beyond you and to all beings and that I want to pursue, you're really pursuing a bigger idea of love. Pero si al decirle a mis familiares te quiero en el contexto de extender este amor a todos los seres vivientes a la luz de todo lo que he dicho hasta ahora, este... I don't know. So, again, let us say, I love my family. But I feel that I love my country also. And my country is bigger than my family. And my country is in need of protection, so I join the Peace Corps 
or the army. <laughs> I joined the army to protect my country. I put my life at risk. I might not come back. Hmm? Um, so what I'm doing in that case, theoretically, is expanding my love for the family to include the nation. Entonces, si yo digo que yo quiero a mi familia, pero quiero también o más a todo mi país y para hacer y para debido a este amor voy a no sé, hacer parte del ejército, por ejemplo, para proteger a todo mi país, podría decir que mi amor para mi familia se expande a toda una nación. So that's thought to be noble. Lo que se considera algo noble. The parents don't want him to go. But they cannot disagree that it's a, it's a higher idea. He's making a sacrifice. And love is born from the womb of sacrifice. And so because the family also identifies with the nation, then they can allow him to go. They don't criticize him. I realize it's a simple analogy. It doesn't work with the complex world and the reasons for war and so on and so forth, but just to make a point. So, similarly, we're back to the, the political hat in the circle and the spiritual hat. And so, while you can give money and let your son go to go to war for the nation hmm? because you identify with the nation or you you have to kind of okay identify with it yes it's a bigger thing it requires more insight more knowledge and more understanding to identify with the the plight of the soul so to speak Entonces, los padres pueden, uh estar de acuerdo con el hijo y dar dinero para que se proteja una nación a puesto de perder también el hijo pero cuesta más identificarse con esta causa espiritual de que estaba hablando antes such a person who identifies with the plight of the soul sees the, the world as a perpetual condition of war on some level los que se, que, que se identifican con la condición del alma War amongst people, war on war among uh, humans against animals, and on so many levels. Mm -hmm. So the reason that family members may protest is because they've not been able to expand their understanding of being hmm? 
They've got a family sense of being, I am this family, or we can extend it to we are the nation, hmm? we are the planet, hmm? and we should rise to the occasion. And as we go from family to, 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 to nation, to planet, the sense of love and compassion grows and the devotee seeks to take it to to the self the atma the underlying ground of all being behind the movements of the sun and the moon and so forth and the earth even the stars consciousness sorry la razón porque la familia no está de acuerdo con el hijo es porque el 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 sentido de ser que tienen ellos no se extiende Igual que el del hijo, porque el de ellos se extiende a la familia, que es un sentido de que somos la misma familia, inclusive somos la misma nación, pero le fallan a la hora de sentir este, este, esta, esta concepción que tiene el hijo de que somos todos seres eh, de, de este terreno del, del ser, de todos seres de unidades de conciencia. So it requires a little more explanation and knowledge for people to be able to appreciate the noble uh, path of of renunciation. Para comprender este sendero noble de la renuncia hace falta más conocimiento y That said, the monastery is part of the world. Aún así, el monasterio es parte del mundo. Most people, young people, they grow up, they get married, they move out of the house. And in industrial society, it's very likely they may move a long distance away. They meet on holidays, holy days. Um, so, if someone chooses to be a monastic, then they go to the monastery. Um, it's still part of the world. And there's no reason that the parents can't visit the monastery at appropriate times. Entonces, si en vez de casarse y acabar otro lado del mundo, uno se une a un monasterio, no hay razón por qué los padres no le puedan visitar. It's in one sense just another occupation. Al fin y al cabo es es una ocupación como otra. Another calling. Una vocación como cualquier otra. And it's an important part of the world. Where these types of subjects are discussed and pursued. So it's a it's a question of educating them. Hmm? Um, and also, part of that education is the idea that in order to love someone. You have to understand what they are. Parte de esta es hacer que que para amar a hay 
If I see you only as something to fulfill myself, then I don't see you as an individual uh, unto yourself. Make me complete. Si yo te veo solo como algo que me hace completo a mí y no por lo que tú eres en realidad. Then how much have I, with that perspective, how much have I, am I loving you? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we learn this even in modern psychology right that if you want to be in a relationship you shouldn't start from the point of feeling really needy and just seeing the other person to fulfill your needs but because a relationship requires giving on your part and so it really requires being somewhat complete within yourself that you can be you can give as much as is required in the relationship también en la psicología moderna se dice que uno debería involucrarse en una relación con el fin de llenar con el fin de hacer que la otra persona llene a uno en lo que carece sino que uno tendría que ser un ser completo una persona completa primeramente y luego meterse en una relación Again, there's a difference between attachment and knowledge. And, and there's knowledge inside of love, and there's ignorance inside of attachment. If our attachment is a source of suffering, and love is a source of joy. Love is about giving. El amor es dar. Not about not about taking. Y no, uh, agarrar, tomar. Mm-hmm. So renunciation is really the first step step in terms of getting closer to what people really are and thus being in a position to actually love them. It looks like you're moving away from the people. But you're actually moving closer to what they are and unfortunately the fact that most of us don't know what we are. It's said that humility is the absence of the spirit of enjoying others and the world. Uh, 
when I see things and other people as instruments of my enjoyment, I see them as subordinate to myself. And my sense of self is just something in my mind born from my attachments. In other words, I like this, I don't like that. This is, I think this is good, I think this is bad. I think this is happy, I think this is sad. And all these thoughts make up me. And you have an identity based on what you think is happy and sad and happy and good and bad and hot and cold. So, what I think is, what I may think it's hot, you may think it's cold, which is it? Neither one. Both of these are misperceptions gathered by the limited instruments of our senses. So each of us is living in a little world of goods and bads and happies and sads that are all just fabricated. They're all a particular reading of the environment um, through imperfect instruments. So the idea of renunciation is to step back from the world and rather than being attached to it, which and then see it for what it is. La idea de la renuncia es la de dejar, alejarse del mundo, tomar un paso para atrás en vez de eh, apegarse a, a ello y ver el mundo por lo que es. In other words, in other words, the reading of what the world is through my senses is a false reading. Therefore, your senses read it in one way and mine read it in another way. There may be some agreement, but invariably there's going to be some disagreement. So these are not instruments to give us an accurate reading of the nature of being. The spiritual life is, is about stepping back from the perception of the world gathered only from the senses and beginning to culture a vision of the world derived from the vision of the mystics and the sacred texts. Our reading from the senses and our ability to rationalize about that and come to a conclusion are uh, 
limited in terms of arriving at um, an accurate understanding of the nature of being. You can reason about something and I can reason about the same thing another way. We can go back and forth and it can go round and round and it will never be conclusive. We may come to conclusions about some aspect of the world, but as far as the, the whole picture, um, we will not arrive at that a, a perfect understanding by the limited vehicle of reasoning. And we're reasoning based on the perception derived from imperfect instruments. So we need something beyond the physical and the rational to arrive at an accurate reading of the world. So the spiritual practices are a stepping back from these limited instruments and pursuing another way of knowing, a trans-rational way of knowing. It's not irrational, but it picks up where reasoning leaves off. And rather than an outward kind of reach to understand, conquer, and control, the approach is to move inward, to let go, step back, and and not try to control it, hmm? but to love it. And so from these kind of practices we see that they have given birth to people who actually express and feel universal compassion. So they're able to love their neighbor as their self. So this is um, renunciation is is a, is the first step in this direction. We're stepping back from the false sense of self derived from happy, sads, goods and bads, and so forth. But 
But everybody is not going to be able to understand this, these points right away. Sin embargo, no todo el mundo puede comprender esos puntos uh, igual con la misma facilidad. But properly understood, it's not about leaving your family. Pero si se entienden bien, bien esos conceptos, no se está hablando de dejar a la familia de uno. It's about a family not family giving up on you, so to speak, or not rising to the occasion of a higher understanding. So while friends and family members may not understand it, that's not a reason to not pursue it if you've understood it, because if you've understood it, then you have a special understanding that um, you've been blessed with, and it's good for you and for the world to embrace that blessing. Entonces, aunque la familia no pueda, no, no alcance a entender lo que estamos haciendo, no hay razón para desistir, porque eh, en realidad, si seguimos en este camino, does that help? <laughs> yeah. And again, you know, some say, say a young lady wants to be a renunciate and be, become a monastic. It's not really any different than wanting to become something else of the world. Where you're going to leave home, go to college, leave home, join the military, leave home, get a job with a corporation somewhere. Hmm? It's just that they don't understand what it is that you're doing. And so there's a fear and a apprehension and so forth that's unwarranted. And, and, and the only way that you can free them from that is acting on, the, on your convictions because then your own example will alleviate their fears in due course. Entonces, la, otra vez, el hecho que uno deje su familia para unirse a un monasterio no es ni más ni menos que dejar a la familia para ir a trabajar al otro lado del mundo o unirse al ejército o cualquier otra cosa. Lo, lo que pasa es que la familia no entiende lo que está diciendo el hijo o la hija y lo mejor que puede hacer ese hijo es seguir con sus convicciones para que para aliviar lo que le da preocupación a la familia para que vea que eh, o sea eso let us say you you go to the store and you buy a chair for your house digamos que vamos a una tienda para comprar una silla para nuestra casa and when you put it in the room, you go, oh, this looks terrible. So you take the chair back to return it. And the man at the store says, do you see the sign? No returns. Now, you cannot stand the cha chair. You hate it. Esta silla no nos gusta, no but when you learn that you cannot return it, 
and it's, then you think, well, I don't know, maybe I put it in another room, maybe I can cover it with a sheet or something like that and put it in the basement. I'll find some way to to deal with it, get make it useful. So when you know you can't get rid of it, then you start to figure out, you start to see, you become open to the idea that m maybe it has some redeeming qualities. So if your son says, I'm going to Madhuvan to join the monastery, the mother has no ear for that whatsoever. Cannot hear that. Cannot listen to that. Wants nothing to do with that. But when the son stands up for his conviction and she becomes eventually convinced he's not going to give this up. Then she thinks, well, at least he's, he's still my son. I can go and visit him. Maybe come visit me sometimes, too. And when, so, so when she knows she can't, it, she's not going to change that. Then she's because she loves him, on some level. Then she starts to think, become open, hmm? a little open to what he's doing. So she says, "Well." Okay, if it makes you happy, then... Okay. And then when she sees, over time, that he's become happy, he become more fulfilled, more insightful, then now he's created a teachable moment. Now she's opened and he can give some of the teaching. My father was upset when I became a monastic. But after some time, he, he used to travel and he would meet different devotees of Krishna in different places like airports and they were sharing the books and things. So then, uh, then he would say, he said, yeah, my son has joined you people. And then they would say, what's his name? And then, then he would tell the name that I, my spiritual name, 
And then the devotees would go, oh, we know him. He's very famous. So my, mother, my father told my mother, well, at least he's famous. <laughs> okay. Can't be all bad. <laughs> so so when he, there was no return, then he, you know, he found ways to make something out of it. You know? <laughs> so if we have the call towards monasticism and we understand it properly, it is a very noble call. Hmm? It's a call towards ultimate happiness and love for oneself and for the world. And therefore we shouldn't be held back by the misery that loves company. Be held back from following the call by the misery that loves company. The misery of the people who are calling you to stay with them. Well, we said uh, earlier that the world is about suffering. One of the ways in which we tolerate the suffering is by having others to suffer along with us. If we come to the conclusion that, well, everybody's suffering, then you have some ability to tolerate it. So, <laughs> so they don't want to lose anybody. So to speak, misery loves company. We shouldn't, we shouldn't listen to that. It's not true. You don't have to suffer. Okay. All right, what's the time? Okay, so we stop there. So Siddhaji Gopal ki jai. Or Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Vrema